BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment. Weekly concert listings. Weekly event listings. The environment. Travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader. Free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. All right, let's do the back half. First off, some statewide news. No public event scheduled for our Democratic Illinois Governor, J.B. Pritzker. No Tuesday COVID-19 update, but according to state officials, vaccinations will be ramping up again soon. Oh, and some news that happened while we were away, Ben. And for those uh, who are still keeping track at home, yes, all three of you, Chicago has returned to phase four of Governor Pritzker's five-phase strategy to safely reopen Illinois. Let's begin with phase one. Yes, his restore (laughs) Illinois plan. But... Stricter limits on indoor dining remain. Anywhere you go, you'll still need a mask and generally be required to stay six feet apart. But under phase four, you will be able to go out to dinner and a movie. However, Mayor Lori Lightfoot said stricter capacity limits will remain in place for bars and restaurants for now. Okay, but not schools. Hey, are you allowed to drink in the schools? Just ask it. The bars are slowing down. Okay, can't open them up too fast, but it's perfectly safe. The science tells us it's safe to open the schools. Let's open the school. That's why I say it's a mixed message. Ken Davis, I know you're out there listening. By the way, I got to say this to you. I mentioned this to you earlier, and this is a confession, and I'm just going to be honest about uh, uh, my uh, limitations in life. I suffer from dyslexia, and I have issues. I'm constantly reversing things. And if you ask me at any given point in the day, is phase four the most liberal open or is phase one the most liberal open? I could not tell you because I reverse everything. It just seems to me it should be like phase one should be like the top of the charts. Because like one is like it just it seems like the number one song in America right now is Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Huh? It just seems like, you know, the, the way to go. But no, it's the other way. So I'm all mixed up. And whenever you do that thing, and that's, he goes, let's start with phase one. It just always makes me laugh. And then realize, how did I get this far in life with all the handicaps in my mind, dude? All right. Well, J.B. Pritzker, anything you'd like to say here? Face coverage. Okay. I knew you. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, since we're discussing statewide news, our host, Ben Jarofsky, just dropped a Chicago Reader column. It's all about soon-to-be former Senator Heather Staines and the Illinois Senate shuffle currently happening right now. Ben, tell everybody about that. Well, Dennis, I have a confession to make. Mm. Yeah. I have a confession to make. I sat down ready to write a column where I was going to chastise Kelly Cassidy 
uh, state rep Kelly Cassidy. Uh, eventually, I presume she'll be elevated to state senator Kelly Cassidy. Uh, for what's that? I was going to say, but I feel like there's a butt coming here. Yeah, there's a butt coming. Uh, I was about ready to chastise her. This is not dem- democracy. Uh, this is uh, taking advantage of our system where Heather State stepped down after just getting reelected. Uh, and all of a sudden there's a vacancy. So the Democratic committeemen, one of whom is Kelly Cassidy, have to convene uh, and replace her. So she's going to get to vote and replace herself. And Tia just, I was ready to chastise her and I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's a confession. And I admit, Here's the confession part. I admit I have favorites. Yes, I am confessing. I have favorites. Kelly Cassidy is one of my favorites. She's funny, D. She's got a good sense of humor. Plus, she's just like a lefty. She's not afraid of it. She just puts her politics out there. And if there's any guest that's going to send us weed brownies, it's her, right? (laughs) Kelly Casey. So we got to be nice to her. Yeah, so I, I started, uh, you know, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And so I wrote a column in which I just said, I know I'm supposed to be outraged by this, but can't work up any sense of outrage. Uh, and uh, so part of it is uh, that um, I do have favorites in politics. Yeah, everybody knows my favorites are. They come on the show all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, people take a stand. People who are generally left of center, you know. I remember when Kelly Cassidy first became a state rep. She, by the way, she became a state. I so I spent a good chunk of the weekend, D, doing a deep dive on all the people who uh, originally got their jobs through appointments, got their political office, and many of them are friends of people like Robert Peters. You know, State Senator Robert Peters, good friend of this show. You know, uh, Rob Markwick got uh, remember he got elevated from state rep to state senator because uh, John Morrow, I think it was, stepped down to become a judge. Uh, Lindsay Lapointe, you know, uh, state representative for the Northwest. So you know, I mean, this is the process that exists in the state of Illinois, and sometimes it leads to people whose politics I agree with uh, getting elevated, and sometimes it leads to people whose politics I don't agree agree with uh, getting elevated. I'm wondering, is there a better way to do this? You know, should we just have special elections every time there's a vacancy? And I'm not quite sure. One of the people I talked to when I did the story is Jacob Kaplan, executive director of the Cook County Democratic Party. We're going to bring Jacob on and have a a wider discussion of this. Yeah, I don't know if that's practical uh, in every circumstances. Do you realize uh, that uh, Kelly Cassidy will have to run for re-election if she gets... Uh, selected by, and I presume she will, the committeeman of for whose areas um, uh, cover that that's uh, seventh senatorial district. If she's selected as them to fill this vacancy, she's got to run for re-election next February or March of 2022, whenever the primary is. So petitions will be uh, passed in September. So I don't know, have a special election in September to have another election. Excuse me, have a special election in March, have another special election a year later. I don't know. Does that make sense? Uh, and then I started doing a deep dive and I realized that not everyone uh, who is anointed in this nomination process wins. So uh, anyway, I ended up writing a column where I wasn't outraged. But I started off, I was determined to be outraged. And D, when the column was over, I wasn't outraged. And I think a good chunk of it, as I must confess, is I like Kelly Cassidy. I don't know. You know, D, have you ever had like a favorite? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you've never been a school teacher, but I, mean, I don't know if you ever coached. And you, if you when you're coaching, you can't show who your favorite kid in the team is. But deep down inside, you're like, like it's just a kid who's funny, and maybe it may be like a kid who is not particularly good at the sport or not really not that respectful. Like I, I've coached so many kids and some of these kids are hilarious and you know, I know I shouldn't be encouraging them and laughing at them when they do their funny things, but I can't help myself. So the other kids, I think they catch on that. I have favorites. I try to try not to, you know, be open about it, but Kelly Cassidy has been a good public servant. So if she wants to be state senator and she can win re-election, eh, 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 that's my Larry eh, David. Eh, let it go. Eh. <laughs> so, yeah, I wrote a column. I set out to write a column of outrage, and I wrote a column where I wasn't outraged. And guys, that's like a sneak peek. It's not out yet, all right? So that's a little, uh, you know, foreshadow there into the next column from Ben Jarofsky. Go check it out when it becomes available, chicagoreader.com. Oh, and I'm on to you, Stains. <laughs> what did you do? Why are you still, what's, Why the big sudden change? Am I right, Ben? Yeah, I think she said she wanted to spend more time with her family. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I heard that one before. <laughs> heard that one before. Uh, Cullerton. Now, you remember John Cullerton. I, I, this is another one. of the, John Cullerton was a senator. He said, nah, I don't want to be senator anymore. So the committeemen in the area convened, and they moved Sarah Feigenholz from state rep to state senate. Uh, and then they put uh, Yoni Pizer in to replace her. And he didn't win re-election. Just saying. Margaret Crope defeated him. Remember we used to talk about that on the show, D? We had a couple times we talked about that. So it's not a 100% guarantee that you're going to win re-election just because the Democratic committeemen appoint you. Just saying, D. Just throwing that out there, okay? All right. Uh, I have two more stories here. Let's just go ahead and uh, knock these out here. Uh, well, <laughs> it's funny you say that. We have some breaking news. Boy, can we white people enjoy anything these days? The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Fran the Woe Man Spielman. For the second straight year, Chicago will be forced to celebrate St. Patrick's Day without the back-to-back downtown and Southside Irish parades that have been the colorful holiday's most entrenched traditions. Damn it! I have another confession to make since I'm making I'm not a big fan of the St. Patrick's Day uh, celebrations. A lot of drunken people kind of scares me. I remember uh, the last, what is it, the last? I, I was visiting uh, uh, Karen Lewis. Went to visit Karen Lewis on St. Patrick's Day. This is obviously before the pandemic. Uh, she was living uh, over on the north side in the Gold Coast area. Anyway, I went to visit her, D, and it was a Saturday. I got on the L. Uh, oh, my God. It was like... It was it was relatively early. There were so many drunken people on that train, and you're right, you're basically drunken white people uh, on just jam packed in this train. <laughs> and then you know, I'm like, oh, this is kind of scary. I'm just not feeling this vibe right here. All these drunken people, and um, 
Um, and then they got out of the train. Where was I? Uh, I think I, on Chicago Avenue. And it just sidewalks clogged with drunken people staggering around. So, yeah, D, I, I guess it's kind of in a weird way a benefit of the pandemic. But as soon as I said, I know there's so many people upset with me right now. And I love St. Patrick's Day. I love getting drunk on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Okay. All right. Whatever rings your bell. Yeah, it doesn't ring mine. I've never been to the parade, but just the, the whole vibe of the city, everywhere you go, it's like, ah, you know, if you uh, if you haven't been called a douchebag in a while, step outside <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. <laughs> Eight people will call you as soon as you step out. Yeah, I know. And then there's like the, the people who are staggering and you're like, kind of like, I, I'm walking down the street. I really want to avoid a confrontation with a, a drunken, beefy guy. And he's just kind of staggering around. And so it's like, okay, what do I, I'll stop. I'll just stop walking until he's done staggering. And then I'll move into the spot he vacates. So I stop. He stops. I move. And then like his partner, his friend comes staggering out. It's like, oh my God, it's like skiing when you're going, going down Solomon or what is it called? Slaloming? Is that what it's called? Where you go through the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it's like when you're walking down the sidewalk and you're going through the poles there. So yeah, no, I'm not a fan of St. Patrick's Day. A lot of drunken people. And you're right, D. Let's just be honest. A lot of drunken white people on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> you douchebag. Yeah, right. What did I do? I just wanted to walk down the street. Yeah. <laughs> okay, St. Patrick's Day. All right. And finally, we've been talking all day about our current Chicago mayor, Ben. What do you say we ended out with the former? I just biked around Lake Michigan. Who cares? It's Rahm Emanuel. And you know, I'm not sure why, but it seems like our newly elected president, one Joey B, Joe Biden, really likes this guy. Because we have yet again talks of Rahm Emanuel possibly getting a position in the Joe Biden presidential administration. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Now, if you recall, right <laughs> after Biden won the election, there were talks of Rahm Emanuel becoming the new transportation czar or secretary. Ben, I can't recall. What were your thoughts on that again? Uh, I thought it was a really bad idea. <laughs> I thought it was a really, really bad idea to give Rahm Emanuel a position of so much prominence uh, in the Biden administration, considering how uh, he was essentially ushered out of Chicago as mayor uh, by a populist who's, who would pretty much vote for any incumbent mayor. You could run... You could just take any old bum off the street, make that person mayor, and voters in Chicago, I feel shaming voters coming on, will go, yo, I really like that mayor. Ben, you're not fair to that mayor. Ben, give the mayor a chance. And they will vote for him. They will just, that's Chicago. It's, it's like, that's that Chicago thing. Like, oh. they vote for their mayors. So it's really bad if a mayor is ushered out of office yeah. So I didn't think it was a good idea. By the way, train going by. Yeah, Pete Buttigieg is driving that train. He just got uh, he just got uh, approved by the Senate. I saw before we went on the air. He's now our uh, so he got the transportation gig, and poor Rom did not. Oh yeah, that's right. That's how you felt about that. 
<laughs> well, this news bubbled up about a month or so ago, and here it is again. The following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Lynn Sweet on the DC Beat. <laughs> Working on that, that working on that nickname for uh, Lynn Sweet, you know. Uh, In December, the Chicago Sun Times reported Chicago uh, ex-Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel was in play for a quote high-level ambassadorship, and on Monday night, NBC News said it may be to China or Japan. Emanuel became too hot for Biden to handle for a cabinet post after protests from leaders of public service unions, civil rights groups, and progressive organizations. Uh, but for some reason, come hell or high water, Rom must have a gig in this administration. <laughs> NBC News said options for Emmanuel included China and Japan with Israel briefly considered and then off the table because Emmanuel had a, quote, rocky relationship with Israeli Prime Minister one Benjamin Netanyahu. Emmanuel, whose late father, Benjamin, was born in Jerusalem, has worked on Israel uh, peace issues in the Obama and Clinton administrations. Wow. Well, you know, uh, I'm going to have a revelation here, D. Uh, I was a big proponent. Yes, I was not for Rom getting the job of transportation, but people may forget this. Back in 2011, I was a huge proponent of Barack Obama naming Rom as ambassador somewhere, somewhere far away from the city of Chicago. So he could leave the city and stop being our mayor and closing schools and mental health clinics and bringing NATO to town. Remember that one, folks? And I go, yeah, make him ambassador to Japan or China. So um, uh, Barack Obama didn't listen to me. Heck of a job, Barack Obama. Uh, it was all this, the, the stories of the day said that Michelle Obama had it up to her eyeballs with Rahm Emanuel in the White House and told Barack Obama to get rid of him. So that's when they came up with this notion, I know what we'll do. We'll do a swap. We'll take a Bill Daly as chief of staff and we'll move Rahm to Chicago to replace Richie Daly as mayor of Chicago. Oh, Chicagoans are so dumb. They don't they, they won't pay any attention. They won't know. And then Barack Obama campaigned for him. Got him reelected in 2015. Heck of a job, voters in the city of Chicago. Really heck of a job. Oh, man. Who, Mays Jackson was it? Well, he got really mad at me when I, uh, <laughs> heck of a job. And then he, remember he uh, was assaulted, uh, uh, Chewy Garcia. That was a good discussion with I had with Mays Jackson. Anyway, so yes, I've always believed when these stories emerge about Rom that the source of these stories is, drum roll here, Rom. How about that, D? Ooh. Rom calls up NBC and goes, hey, don't say you heard it from me, but I'm in consideration for an ambassadorship. Whoa, that's breaking news. And then they have like breaking news. Breaking news. Rahm Emanuel is being considered for a job. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know, D. You think he'll get it? You think he'll get the gig? They'll send him off to China? Hey, Rom, go to China. Yep. Don't call us. <laughs> I'm not sure. But in response to the news, uh, Rahm Emanuel responded in saying in both Chinese and Japanese, Watashi wa kashikoi desu or wohen kong ming nibushi. I'm smart. You're not. <laughs> I'm smart. You're not. Can you people in China to be like calling up uh, Biden? Uh, Look, could you get rid of this guy? He's so obnoxious. He keeps talking about how he's been riding around the Great Wall. Uh, I just went for a bike ride. I couldn't find anybody in China that cared about health care. 
Remember that one day? He went, all, went for a bike ride around Michigan. Somehow or other, his takeaway is that nobody want, cared about health care. Thanks, Rom. Thanks for all the great advice. Even the Democrats. I guess he likes around Lake Michigan. Yes. Yes. Uh, by the way, if he gets the gig, I'm wondering if he's going to stop writing those brilliant essays that you've been up all late, uh, you know, late hours of the night reading. They're good. He's going to stop those essay writers. I hope not. They're really good. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, don't ambassador. What do you be a writer, man? You're all. All right. And before we end today's discussion on our former mayor, what the hell? Why not? How about a little United States ambassador trivia? Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. You ready for this, Ben? Uh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. Now, just to let everybody know, break the fourth wall here a little bit. We did not go over this. No pre-show meeting on this. So we're going to see if Ben knows this. All right. <laughs> now, if Rahm Emanuel were to become an ambassador for Joey B. Joe Biden, he would not be the first. There have actually been five ambassadors from Chicago. Ben Jarofsky. Can you name three? Somebody listed this? Yeah. These are people who were ambassadors? From, um, from Chicago. Okay. There's someone named Philip. Uh, I can't remember the last name. Is there any Philip there? Not seeing a Philip here, bud. Faye. There's a Faye. Is there a Faye there? <laughs> Not seeing a Faye here, bud. <laughs> Billy Bob? There's a Billy Bob. Frank! Wow. Frank! <laughs> Who are the five? All right. So uh, the five here, we got Republican <laughs> operative Ron Gidwitz. He served as an ambassador to Belgium during the Trump administration. I did not know that. Businessman Louis Sussman was ambassador to England during the Obama administration. Uh, I think I vaguely remember that. And David Jacobson, along with Bruce Heyman, were ambassadors to Canada, Canada respectively, also during the Obama terms. Uh, someone named Evo Dalder, oh, I probably butchered that one, uh, president of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, served as U.S. ambassador to NATO under Obama. I did not know any of that. Sorry, I'm really failing. But ask me what wards they lived in. Then I'll tell you. They all lived in the 42nd Ward. <laughs> Guarantee. If they lived in Chicago. Oh, they at least had a condo in the 42nd Ward. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's okay. You don't have to have the right answer every time, you know? That's all yeah. right. You know, nobody's perfect. I thought my Philip, Billy, Bob, and Faye would, was uh, pretty good. Okay, real quick. Who's the 23rd Ward Alderman? Uh, the 20, uh, Sylv uh, Sylvania Tavares. Nice. All right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> I don't know. I just assume you know. <laughs> oh, my God. For a moment, I panicked. 23rd one. I hadn't thought about that. Anymore. I almost said uh, William Kristiniak, who was the Ottoman in about 1985, I think. My God, you're a dork. All right, now remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J. Bonus interviews, like this weekend's, uh, well, the previous weekend's Benny J. Bonus interviews, available now at chicagoreader.com and wherever else you download podcasts. Guys, we're over 900 episodes now, all right? Episode 1,000, coming soon. Ooh, episode 1,000. We're on our way there, but go check those shows out. Uh, catch up on any that you've missed. Also, if you download, check out the live stream sometime. Tuesdays through Fridays, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time at the Chicago Reader YouTube channel. And hey, if you feel real crazy, 
Join that live stream chat, huh? Talk to Jay Marie, Brianna, Mike Girardi, Jim, Frank, Kathy, and more. Check us out. And also, reach out to us at Benny J Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.